Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Beyond the Arc podcast. Today I'm here with Mathcabal, aka uh, Yash. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yep. So today we're gonna do a 2018 redraft, and um, the way I was inspired to do this is because I, um, when I saw Marvin Bagley on the move, it just made me like think about um, like how young he is. Like it's only 2018. Because I'm I'm pretty I'm higher on Bagley, I would say um unfortunately I, I don't think he's on either of our lists but um yeah so it just kind of inspired me to let's do a 2018 redraft and also like our aunt simon's stuff too so um just to explain kind of the premise around it so we're going to do the lotteries just one through 14 and we're not going to do any like team needs and stuff like that like it's just a list of one through 14 essentially like the 14 best players um, and then we also did not share our rankings with each other before this, so we don't really know what each other are thinking. Um, so yeah, Yash, what are your like overall thoughts though on like this draft? Yeah, uh, I was I was putting together this list like thirty minutes before we started, and like I was going through names. This graph, this draft is just like crazy deep. Um, like we're putting together twenty five names, but I probably have like uh, like 30, 35 guys that I just like um so yeah this is gonna be interesting yeah um, for sure yeah. okay um i just realized we didn't decide who's gonna get first pick so you know what since you know you just you go first you can go first all right you i appreciate it pick. yeah okay uh first pick uh i think it should be a no-brainer uh luka Doncic, superstar bet for me uh, yeah. that's my number one yeah Doncic, Doncic. i think the first two are pretty easy Doncic, and then i'm gonna pick trey second yeah um so i would kind of put them I, I don't know would you if you were to tier this off would you put those two in their own like tier or would you separate Doncic and trey from each other i think i'd separate Doncic and trey okay. uh because i think luca has a chance to be like a, in the best player in the best player in the world convo uh mm-hmm. a couple years down the line i just don't think trey can reach that level yeah yeah yeah, I agree to that. And then Donch is also just, like, bigger, and I think you just prioritize having, like, a bigger creator versus, like, a tiny one. Yeah, that that's that plays into it, yeah. Yeah, for defense and stuff like that. Um, okay, so this is kind of where it gets a little uh, gets a little interesting. So, uh, yeah, so you have the third pick. Okay. Uh, so, wait, uh, we're not building this as a team, right? It's just, like, our best player available. Yeah, just that's best player available. It. Okay. Uh, so my third or second pick, I'd go Shea Gildas Alexander. Uh, that's my number three. Uh, another guy I think could reach that superstar territory a couple years down the line. Um, do you want me to elaborate more? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Move yeah. On? Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Uh, what Shea already one of the, might be the best driver in the NBA. Uh, getting to the rim. Um, it, you know, not the best finisher, but uh, I think that that has value in itself. And what he's only uh, 20, let's see, Shage. He's 23. Uh, so he has, he has time to develop things like playmaking and even the jumper for some reason, it's, he's had a, a wildly down year with that. Uh, but I'm, I'm confident that he'll get to like that 35, 36% territory from three. Um, and right now, even, even with his percentages being as low as they are, he still gets respect from the defense beyond the arc. Uh, like they go over screens and uh, they're not guy. they're not uh, teams are pretty hesitant to help off of him. Uh, so I think like if he manages to put all that together, uh, uh, you know, he even has like defensive flashes, but I'm not sure, uh, you know, unless he, he, he gets like 
competent teammates around him and like another maybe another superstar creator uh that takes a load off um we could see something there but if he manages to put it all together i think that he could be in talks with like trey for example down the line yeah i agree and i think sure numbers wise i don't think there should be any worry because i think almost everything he's getting right now is off the dribble just mm-hmm. pull-ups because no one else i guess like josh giddy um but yeah no one's really creating anything for him and he shot 42% yep. last year, too, uh, 2020, yeah. 2021. So that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really interesting with Shea, too, is that he's played on so many, like, different types of roster constructions where he had to play a certain type of role. Because you think to his rookie year, it was kind of like a move, like kind of more like spread the ball since there wasn't like a true star in that Clipper team. Um, and then he, he goes to OKC, and then he's playing with, like, Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder and, like, that three-guard lineup that, was really good um so he played off the ball there and then now he's shifting more into like an on the ball role um these past few seasons where he's like the complete focal point of the offense so i think that's going to bode well from the future in terms of like playing um with different types of guys which i like yep yeah um with my fourth pick i'm going to take deandre ayton i actually had him ranked ahead of uh ranked ahead of shay uh hopefully that doesn't cause too much controversy but my whole thing with Aiton is that there's just not that many bigs that can just stay on the floor when teams go small, like we saw last year with the Clippers. Like Aiton was able to stay on the floor and be a really uh, huge contributor. He has really like undeniable physical tools. He's a huge lob threat, has really good touch, and I think that could be expanded upon. And that's just not something the Suns are really asking him to do that much right now. Like occasionally, you know, he'll catch it like around the free throw line. He'll be able to hit it, um, and I think down the line that's going to be something that should be a go-to for him. Um, so although Shea, like, I guess, like perimeter creation is a little bit more important than um, being a big, I think Aiton's like the rarity of his skill set to like play, stay on the floor as a big um, in, a, in a league where like skill is such a priority. I think that's, that's why I'm going to take him number four. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting pick. And uh, yeah, I agree with your point about expanding Aiden's role. Uh, I think that like a lot of Suns fans would agree in that he should probably be getting like more post touches uh, on the block. He has great touch, like you said. Uh, and in that Phoenix game, like he was, he was, he was getting his shots up at will against like Draymond Green. Uh, so that's something that can definitely be uh, looked upon, like not just years down the line, but like, uh, like even in the playoffs this year. Um, so for my next pick, I. I have Miles Bridges uh, of Charlotte. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan, man. Uh, really? My, yeah. Uh, so I have him as like strong all-star. Uh, that's sort of how I group my guys, like superstar, strong all-star, all-star, sub, and then like high-level starter, for example. Uh, but Miles Bridges, uh, well, at the start of the year, he, he, got, he garnered a lot of hype. Uh, he was shooting like 50, 40, 80, something crazy, averaging 23. Uh, the shot has regressed a little bit, uh, but I, I don't think that's really had an, a much of an impact on his value. He's still like, uh, he's, he's still sort of like, uh, a, a, he's sort of a rarity in, in, in a guy in, of his size that can handle, um, create for himself like he does, uh, not just with the jumper, though we've seen like the, the step back jumpers and stuff like that, uh, but he's someone that can is like devastating attacking off the catch uh uh like uh, mellow hits him a lot like in the corner and you know with the respect he's he's gotten with the jumper he just it's just 
a dribble and he's at the rim throwing it down. Um, so I, I think, and and I also like his defense. That's that's sort of why I put him up here. Like right now, it may not be as good, but I think he's flashed enough as like a help side rim protector, uh, and and in his versatility uh, on the ball that I think uh, ultimately builds up his value to like an all star caliber player down the line. Yeah. So you're like really weighing like his potential. Um, yeah. Pretty heavily in this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just a question. Don't tell me who's in your second tier, but how many more guys do you have? Uh, I think in strong all-star, I think, like, I only have one more guy. Yeah. And I'm assuming you didn't have eight in there, too. You had eight in sub-all-star? I had eight in all-star. Uh, eight in all-star. So I had strong okay. all-star and then all-star. Yeah. Okay. So our, our top four was pretty like, – Doncic, Trey, eight, and Shea, right? Like, just not in that order, but mm-hmm. those four yeah. guys. Yeah, okay. eight was in that range, yep. Okay, and then Bridges, too? In, in yeah the, in i'm there through, okay my, okay mm-hmm. yeah so bridges for me is a, is a tier down um I, don't know, I just he he took off this year and i really like his combination of his shot and just like overwhelming athleticism to the point like he's pretty unstoppable on offense um obviously can add a little more to his handle um and create a shot a little better because a lot of his stuff he's gonna he's gonna like get off the catch which is which is fine but um and I just I think that his skill set might be a little bit more down. Also, just like this is the first year has kind of been to this level of player. We haven't really seen that for mm-hmm. him uh, in previous seasons. And also defensively, like yeah, he could be like a weak side rim protector, things like that. And he's he can I think he can probably like slide his feet like decently well, but I don't, I don't see him as like a really game changing um, defender. Like my next pick, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I think he in the end he can be higher um but he's gonna need a pretty sustained period of time with no significant injuries i just think him being like a pretty big movement shooter with a pretty fluid quick release shot um he's been able to like put the ball on the floor a little bit uh attack closeouts things like that drive to the basket but then also on defense like that's kind of where he's really good right now he can protect the rim um he can slide his feet like the most probably one of the most versatile defenders there are in the league Obviously, there are like the fouling issues, and then sometimes he gets out rebounded because he's he is pretty skinny. Um, but I think he's already like a pretty clear cut high level player. Um, and then next to John Dempsey, I think he's going to be an all star down the line because just how unique his skill set is. Um, and I don't think anyone else on this list really emulates that. So yeah, I'm taking Jaron Jackson Jr. with our fifth pick, and that for me, that's the end of my kind of uh, like second tier of guys. Uh, I had one more guy over there, which is who I'm picking right now, Anthony Simons. Um, yeah, uh, we've talked about him on our last pod. Uh, and I think since then, he's only gotten better. Uh, like, I haven't caught too many Blazers games, but uh, he's he's attacking the rim more. He's just the, the emphasis on uh, getting to the basket uh, past, like, traps, hedges, and just off the dribble. Um, uh, do we need to give an overview on Ant, or is what we did the last pod um, sufficient? I mean, yeah, we did. We did go pretty heavily into him last pod, so I think, yeah, I think we're we're all right. I did, also I completely forgot this, but he won the dunk contest. Con- he did. Tough contest. Yep. I've completely forgot about that. Yeah, he's got balance. It's crazy. Yep. So he's insane athleticism, which I think will lead to some better finishing down the line. I would at least I would hope so, because mm-hmm. um, you don't always see that like athletic pop from him. Well, I guess you kind of do because he's like insanely insanely quick um 
with his dribble, but like in terms of finishing, you don't really see the athleticism all the time. So I think mm-hmm. that's the one thing um, I'll add. But yeah, we did go into him pretty in depthly uh, last pod. Um, so this this is the that was the sixth pick, right? First. Yes. Yep. My third. Your third, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I should probably start crossing these names off. Yeah. Um, let me do that really quick. Let's see who's left. Okay, Miles. Okay. All right. So yeah, now I'm into I'm into my like third tier of guys. So um with so that's so the, I'm on my seventh pick now, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Our yeah. seventh pick overall. Yeah. I got I got Mikel Bridges seventh pick overall. Um, he's just at a position in need in terms of like three and D wing, um, and he's just really really good at what he does. Like all NBA level defender, maybe defensive player of the year type wing um, with like really good shooting. And then also the Phoenix is really tapped into him putting the ball on the floor this year um, and him making decisions. And I think that's just kind of, that's part of their whole offense. They have a bunch of guys who are going to make really, really good decisions on the court. And the end that's going to lead to a good getting, get the lead leads to the Suns getting good shots. Like almost every possession um, you watch them because they have guys like uh, Mikel Bridges, obviously like the shot creating upside, is in question especially when you're on a win now team like phoenix they're not they've tapped into it a little bit more but you know it's not um to the extent where if he was on like a rebuilding team like team teams would be probably giving him like a bigger like offensive role um but in terms of like super super like high level role player mikhail is probably the best in this draft i would say so yeah yeah uh that's a good pick uh i'm a huge fan of mikhail um and yeah, like you said, he's a, I think he's already like a high, super high level starter. And, you know, it's been really cool uh, seeing like draft prospects in recent drafts get compared to Mikhail Bridges uh, when talking about their ceiling. Uh, and honestly, like that's, that's a really good outcome if you're a high level connector on a championship level team. Um, but, you know, talking about his, uh, his possibilities into the future, uh yeah, the, the offense is a, is a little shaky. Uh, he doesn't have a great handle, uh, so that really limits uh, a, a lot of the on-ball stuff that he could potentially do. Uh, he's, he's an excellent passer, though, uh, and, you know, we've seen stuff like Phoenix has used him in an expanded role, uh, having him uh, work out of horns and uh, create, like, run the same sets that Booker does, for example, and, and create off of that. Um, and uh, honestly, that's that might be where his offensive upside uh, can go, if anywhere. It's him using, utilizing him as an off-ball scorer because um, that jumper, uh, you know, use that jumper, uh, which is, is probably – which is up there as, like, the most unblockable shot in the league with his wingspan and uh, in his size. Uh, but, yeah, Mikhail Bridges, that's Mikhail Bridges. I, I had Mikhail – over miles in my um mm-hmm. tier list which is so when you pick miles that early it was a little bit of surprise i'm i haven't been i mean i think miles is definitely a really really good player um i don't know but i just think mikhail like the the way he can fit in like anywhere um he goes and just like his defense and shooting is such a need on literally every team whereas mm-hmm. miles like defense is like it's it's there um, but it's not super high level. And then offensively, obviously, he's dead better than Bridges. I don't know. It's just kind of a philosophy, like, judgment judgment call, like, depending on, on what you want. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah. So wait, so why would you say uh, you would have Bridges over Mikel? Uh, Miles over Mikel? Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, the I, I'm just higher on his offense, I'd say. Miles Bridges. Uh, but honestly, I haven't watched too many Hornets games, I'll admit. So I'm probably going off the idea of him uh, more than what Bridges is slash can be in actuality. Uh, but, you know, I'm just betting on Miles' upside, though Bridges', is, Bridges is floor is obviously safer and yeah. – or Mikhail's floor is, is safer and uh, a safe bet, so to say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so your pick now. Pick – It is my pick. Nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is where things get uh, a little tough. Um, I had – Rob Williams. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Eighth pick? Ninth pick? Uh, ninth. Yeah. So Rob Williams. Um, again, I haven't watched too many Celtics games. So this is a guy that I'm going off like the idealized version of him. Uh, but Rob Williams is, is a super fun watch already. Uh, one of the best passing bigs in the NBA. Uh, uh, they have him operate high post hitting cutters and uh, even in the short role, he can he can make decisions. Uh, he might have the best hatch radius in the NBA right now. Uh, speaking of him as like a lob threat, uh, you know, guys like Marcus Smart, they just like toss it up there, and you know, more often than not, he'll he'll get it and bring it down. Um, that's probably as high as he'll get offensively. Uh, I don't think there's anything more to him. Uh, but the defense is 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 also really really intriguing. Um, just from a surface level, you see those like seven, eight block games that he has like every once in a while. And it's just like, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, his wingspan plays into in like uh, just general radius plays into how he's able to just eat up shots at the rim. Um, he's super versatile too. Boston switches a lot. And a, a major reason for that is because of how switchable he is. He can stick with a lot of guards and, and wings on the perimeter. Uh, I'm not sure where he's at defensively right now, um, but I, I think like in an idealized scenario, we could see him as uh, like an all-star bet. But, you know, it, I don't know where like the median range is with him. So it may be like lower depending on that. I say like a comparison you can kind of make is the route Jarrett Allen has taken to be an all-star. Uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. uh, because Jared Allen, you don't think of him as like a, like a really good score, even though he has done some more stuff from the post this year, um, just finishing around the basket, like short hooks, things like that. Yep. Um, yeah. The thing is I've, I've watched a, a decent amount of Celtics this year. Um, and I, I've, I've been a fan of Rob Williams since um, last year where he kind of got like a, a bigger role and you saw like the passing stuff. I will say sometimes he does force passes a lot, but I think one of the keys to Boston's uh, recent success over the past month is like this is the overall fluidity on offense um, whereas before the ball wasn't uh, moving as much. And I think them getting Robert Williams, the ball, like top of the key elbow type stuff. And they're running like more cutting actions for, for Tatum and Brown has really, really helped their offense a lot. And because, because Rob Williams can make those type of um, passes like on time um, with like pretty good velocity, like that's, he's pretty good. I didn't have Rob Williams this high, but I had two guys, two more, I guess you can say offensive minded guys, um, above him um so yeah uh with my so 10th pick yeah 10th pick i got michael porter jr um so 
my just the injury the injury stuff is why he's probably sunk so far like uh if you're if you were probably to do this like last year maybe the year before he would probably be um a little higher but he's actually like sliding towards his actual like draft spot which was like i think like 14 and people thought that was some that was like a uh like an outrageous like fall from him i mean clippers probably should have taken him over jerome robinson but um yeah but obviously like huge huge movement shooter um he's really good at these like small cuts and duckins and like post-ups like playing off Jokic uh which I really like he's a really really good um off-ball scorer and he's found a really good chemistry with him um but the the on-ball stuff I don't know how much of it's there just like the lack of mobility due to his back injury um because if you watch him in high school he was a I think he was a decent amount more explosive like he was doing a lot more stuff with the ball in the hands just like rising up over guys um but now at the NBA level he isn't he just can't really do that anymore i don't know if it was maybe he was just like he will he was bigger than everyone in high school which might have been why he's been, he was able to do that but i think also just the lack of mobility to all his back issues now are gonna are really gonna hinder him which is why he's sliding a little bit but i just think like 610 movement shooter knows how to play off the ball um is really valuable um and obviously there's much to be desired on the defensive end but we're at the ninth 10th slot in this draft so but the fact that this like this caliber of player is at like 9 10 9 10 is pretty crazy yeah it just speaks to how deep yeah. this draft is it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah yeah uh but yeah mpj was my next pick too um yeah like you said movement shooter and on on the ball he's probably uh maximized like as a I, i'm pretty sure you could still get a shot off uh, off the dribble uh like no question like over defenders and just general comfort uh but i don't, I don't know if he can be anything more than that on the ball yeah, a lot uh, of this stuff is going to yeah. be like he's going to have to shoot in people's faces and like yep. be an insane shooter. Yeah, definitely. He he's capable of for sure. Yeah. Uh, up next, I had Jalen Brunson, uh, Dallas Dallas Mavericks Jalen Brunson, six um, one, uh, another uh, sort of slasher, uh, can get to the rim fairly easily, even at his size. Uh, plays with pace though more than. Uh, he's not super athletic, but he plays with pace, and that's where he gets a lot of his work done. Uh, pick and roll, um, general craft, change of speed, change of direction, and whatnot. Uh, he, the mid-range game has been uh, his specialty this year, too. Uh, just, again, creating out of pick and roll. He has the pull-up in his arsenal. Um, uh, but I think, uh, I think he's – I'm not so sure where he's at as a passer. Uh, though I think he is pretty solid, uh, and even the defense, is, I, I can't speak too much on it. Uh, but I think if he puts it together, then I, I'm comfortable putting him in this range. Yeah, for his defense, he's a pretty smart defender. Obviously, just like physical limitations are going to put a cap on like how good of a defender he's going to be. Um, but yeah, I had one guy over – well, I had Rob Williams over uh, Brunson, but I also have one more guy. Um, that's mm-hmm. going to be my next hit. I have Colin Sexton over Jalen Brunson. I just think his overall, like, explosiveness on offense, like, just how dynamic of a player he is, I'm just going to have to put that over Brunson. Even though Brunson's craft at this point is probably higher than Sexton. It's also kind of weird because you think of Brunson as some, like, very crafty veteran, and then Sexton's, like, you think of him in terms of, like, a younger guy, but they're in the same draft. Yep, yep. So, well, I guess Brunson's uh, a multi-year college player. I don't know how many years, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think National Sexton, champion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Um, yeah, Sexton, he was like a 20 points per game score, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not this season, but the previous season. It's really, it really sucks to see that he had this, uh, this injury right before his contract year. Um, yeah, that's it's just really, yeah, he averaged, he averaged 21 his sophomore year, 2019, 2020, and then averaged 24 um, in 2020, 2021. And obviously that's part of it you're going to attribute to like him getting a lot of touches um, on that Cleveland, on that Cleveland team. But um, it just kind of sucks to see like the Cavs clearly have like devalued him a little bit, just like with, with how their contract negotiations have went. Um, Cause he clearly like wants to be there. I think of, I think of him as like a pretty like, high character guy um obviously i don't like know him personally so like i can't i don't really know for sure but just based on like what i've read and like um and also like watched a lot of his stuff in high school like some like some videos on him um that he's spoken so he's, he seems like a pretty high care a high character guy but yeah i just think overall explosiveness on offense i would take that over brunson i think he's a very he's a very willing like energetic defender when his offensive game gets scaled down a little bit um so yeah i have colin saxon over brunson um yeah i i just totally forgot about Sexton. like i had him like <laughs> super high like above rob williams uh yeah it just speaks to how half-hazardly i put this together uh but yeah uh colin saxon um yeah it, it, yeah he was he was average 25 points per game last year which is crazy and that's his what second season third 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 season yeah but that's still wild um and it wasn't like he was just uh he was just shooting on a high volume. I mean, like he was hyper efficient too as a scorer. Um, and yeah, I haven't been tracking him super closely, but uh, I've seen like on Twitter about, about people talking about his playmaking growth this year uh, before the injury. Uh, and the point about his defense, uh, when he's locked in, I think he can be like a pest on the ball. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had a couple of sequences this year that I remember where uh, he was just like immune to screens and, uh just being a pest um but yeah Colin Sexton I had him like uh in that all-star territory um so above like Rob Williams I focus up my mind yeah yeah I just like that he has a scoring now and I think that's going to help open up his passing later it's not because it's not like he's not able to create advantage and stuff it just mm-hmm. sometimes he just doesn't make the right read so I think that bodes well for him moving forward um yeah I, I don't I really hope he doesn't get relegated to some like six-man role on the the Cavs I think he's yeah definitely, I think he's definitely better than that it's just you already have Darius Garland like you see you see that it's just very hard to build a good defense around two small guards even with like having Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and then some other like I guess Lowry Markin and like just putting a bunch of length around them it doesn't it's just mm-hmm. still it's just really hard to build around that um so I think that's so we'll, we'll see what happens there but yeah I'm pretty high. Uh, I always just think of him like I don't know if you saw that when he was in summer league, his rookie year, him guarding Josh Hart on ball, and he was like in a defensive stance, or like with yeah. his balled up. I always just think of that moment when I think of uh, Colin Sexton. Yeah, and yeah, one one last thing. Uh, I think Cleveland could really use him right now, uh, and that's what sucks. Like offensively, their biggest drawback is their lack of spacing. Uh, they're st- them starting like uh, outside of Darius Garland. Uh, when healthy, Lowry Markkinen is their best floor spacer, which um, I don't know. It just doesn't bode well for any team that has uh, that's as good uh, as Cleveland is right now. Um, so, and, and you're right that you can't build a defense around two small guards. Uh, but in a reduced offensive role, Sexton probably could uh, showcase more of what he can do on on that on defense. And uh, they obviously have like Mobley and, and Allen on the backside 
fill in gaps. Uh, but yeah, he's he's someone that Cleveland misses right now. Yeah, I know uh, we're my we're, next. Yeah. Oh wait, sorry. One more thing for sex. I know we're yeah. harboring on his defense a little bit, but I think the difference, like if you're thinking of it in terms of like Damian Miller, CJ McCollum, like their defense was never like any good. At least Colin Sexton is like an intense, willing defender, which I think gives them a better chance um, if they do decide to build around that. But they they got Karis Levert, so I don't really know how that's gonna how that's gonna pan out. Um, yeah. yeah, I definitely think Levert fits more of that six man role, but I don't know if that's something if that's a role that he's willing to buy into. Yeah, uh, down the line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, next pick, I had Gary Trent Jr. Of Toronto, um, he's, a, he's yeah, he's someone that I, I've only watched a couple of games of this year, but uh, has really impressed. Uh, we knew about his shooting coming in. Uh, I think that he first broke out in the bubble, uh, you know, playing alongside Damon CJ, movement shooter. Uh, uh, but like this year, he's really expanded to like a shot creator off the dribble. Um, he can, he's a tough shot maker, but he's like a good enough shooter that he'll still have those like 20, even 30 point nights that he's had this year. Um, his defense, I think he was at the start of the year, he was leading the league in steals. Deflections. Uh, deflections, deflections, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not so sure how good his defense was, but I've heard only good things about it. Uh, if you know anything more than you can expand. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't watched too much Toronto, but mm-hmm. um, Nick Nurse is really, really short with his rotation, which makes me think that, he really is only going to play guys that are like two-way, like a two-way, two-way types of players. Um, and in in Portland, like he was a decent defender, but I wouldn't say he was that good. He kind of just had to guard the best players out of like necessity because he was playing the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that you the deflections probably means he's a lot, a lot more active on that end, which which is good. And I think he has like the the physical tools. He's like six five at, at the two, which is pretty good he's pretty pretty built so yeah and then yeah obviously the shooting is really good that was my that was my next guy um too as well all right yeah uh but yeah uh one more thing about his defense i think he's always had the rep of being a good defender but from what i heard like this is the year where he's finally been living up to it yeah yeah uh so i think you're up next yep last pick (laughs) uh that's crazy this is the guy that's the 14th pick but wendell car i have wendell carter jr did mm-hmm. you have did you have him there? Yes, someone else. Uh, I had Wendell on this range. Like I haven't watched any Magic games this year. Okay. <laughs> so, like I had like a question mark next to him and even Bamba. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think Wendell is definitely a lot more solid. Um, the Bamba, Bamba obviously had the like huge breakout game when he was like playing Embiid. He had like thirty something points and like Bamba like is like putting the ball on the floor and shooting pull ups. But I think just as like an overall five that you want starting, Wendell Carter is the most solid um he he makes really good decisions with the ball in his hands at the five which i like um and he's got had to like slide down at the because i watched the magic a lot at the beginning of the year because i was just like really interested in like how that pairing was gonna work um but he can i think he could shoot the ball shoot the ball pretty well um he's a pretty he's a pretty good passer i think he's gonna be able to uh score from the post at least at least a bit he's just like a very like a solid starting center, which you're getting at 14, which is like pretty, pretty crazy. Um, so I think the Magic did make the right decision in terms of giving him the extension, not Bamba, because uh, Bamba's consistency isn't exactly there yet. 
But yeah, since, mm-hmm. since the beginning of the season, though, I haven't watched too much Magic because it's just not very fun. But you know, yeah, I thought I thought they were an exciting team coming in. I just yeah. like you know the young young talent, but uh, I just never came around to watching any games. Yeah, uh, I, I think also like him playing for Jim Boylan really stunted his um progression because i remember his yeah. rookie season he was playing pretty well and they kind of just started to like tail off a little bit like i think i think i read something where like he told them to like stop shooting which is really like your coach tells you that like you're it's done for like yeah it's not a lot of there. yeah a lot of horror stories from that boiling era yeah um yeah uh i like bombo too or excuse me wendell uh who do i have next is this is this our, is this my this, last pick? this was our no that was i think that was the last pick oh okay all right yeah so we can do some honorable mentions and we have that some else. like pretty like high level role players like left yep um so i have like mitchell robinson uh duncan robinson jayshon tate mo bamba kevin herder d'anthony melton and then just some like other names that like people probably like divincenzo lonnie walker Devontae graham jared vanderbilt bruce brown Hamadou Diallo. Did I say Melton already? I think I might have said Melton. Uh, yeah, maybe. Kendrick Nunn. And then obviously, you know, the inspiration for all this, Marvin Bagley. But yeah, yeah would, you like like, to, would you like to speak on Marv? Um, yeah, so I just like his overall, like, fluid, fluidity as, like, just with him having the ball in his hands at 6'10". Um, and obviously the thing with him, he just doesn't offensively, he doesn't really have, I guess like as a roller, he's really, really good. But besides that, he doesn't really have something to like bank on consistently. Like he could score from the post a little bit, some like hook shots, things like that. Um, but I think also part of it is just like, he hasn't really been trusted to do anything on offense. Like the Kings use him as like a spacer, which really sucks. Cause he's not like a really, really good shooter. Like, I think he can shoot the ball. Like I like his form. It's pretty, it's pretty fluid. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just the Kings was a bad situation. Hopefully now he gets to spread his wings a little bit, um, in Detroit. Yeah. Do you have any, yeah. any thoughts? Uh, I think it's a great fit. Uh, I think what Detroit was really missing was, uh, you know, as solid as Isaiah Stewart is, he's undersized as a big, and that really limits what he can do as a pick and roll partner. Uh, and I think that's where Bagley comes in and, and really fills that role as a, uh, roller next to Kate Cunningham and, and even Killian, um, and yeah, I think it's it's a seamless fit. Uh, yeah, I don't think like I have very, much more. I think he's like a very low usage score. Like he just finds these like little spots on the court to like just duck in um, and then finish, which I really like. He does not really like. Mm-hmm. He does have like the face up jab stuff like that, but like a lot of his stuff that I've seen him get, it's like really quick cuts, um, mm-hmm. like post up seals, things like that, which I I really like. I like that type of stuff for um, for a big. Mm-hmm. yeah what do you think of his defense because uh, that's been an area of controversy since he came into the league you know um probably it's definitely not great just like from a feel perspective um yeah so like just playing with the five like i don't really know how that's going to work defensively he's just kind of stuck because he doesn't i don't know how i don't know how strong he is to hold up against like some of like the really big bigs in this league mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know much besides, like, obviously, there's like the reputation that he's terrible, but I don't know in actuality, like how, how good or bad is he at defense? Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, where do you see Bagley? Uh, Matt, I guess, how, how good do you think he can be? It, it's just weird because like the positional fit where he's kind of stuck in four and the five is like really, 
confusing. I guess you, I think you probably, like, you probably have to put him at the four um, mm-hmm. right now, just because I don't think defensively at the five it's going to work. But I think he definitely can be like a starting, like a, like a, star, like a solid starter right now. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's like all star upside at this point. Um, cause it is a, I mean, it's, it's tough saying it's kind of late cause it's only, it was only like th- three years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and I don't know. I'm sure it's really young too. going to trust. Yeah. And he is pretty mm-hmm. young. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think he'd, uh, you know, from what you said, I think he's, uh, you play him at the four next to, uh, maybe like a spacer who can also protect the rim. Yeah. That would be, ideal. that's a pretty specific, like lineup you would have to find (laughs) kelly olenic marvin bagley four five (laughs) i don't know i don't know how that would work but yeah Yeah. i kind of like him Cade cunningham like pick and roll partner Mm -hmm. the idea that is pretty good i need i I need to start watching some pistons to see how um he is they're a fun watch on uh i've checked out a few pistons games their defense is is really fun yeah uh yeah but I like Killian yeah. Hayes too. Like I just like the aesthetic of it. I don't know why. Just like he's like a really smooth lefty. He's just yeah. Doesn't always it just doesn't always work out. Yeah. Any more? Any yeah. anyone? Oh yeah, Hugo. Sorry. Uh no, I wasn't really gonna say much. It was just yeah, Killian. Um, uh, he's he's had a lot of up and downs even like this year. Uh, but I think he's if I'm not mistaken, he's playing better now that Detroit's moved him to that sixth man role. Uh, I think confidence wise, he just like he had a really good game against Minnesota specifically uh i don't know but like with him consistency is probably a major thing so uh yeah killing hayes in detroit yeah any last shout outs for players honorable mention players uh i think you named all of them uh i was gonna say grace Allen, but we don't really mess with them around here uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but like i think you i think you got everyone yeah, yeah, Kevin Herter, uh, Vando, those are the two guys I had. Hey, on Walker top had a of pretty good outs. game the other day. Um, yeah, Spurs. Who who are the Spurs playing? Why am I forgetting? Uh, just, they were just the other day, they were playing someone, and Lonnie Walker was just like, I mean, I think it was actually a pretty like good, um, like example, of, like what Lonnie Walker is as a player. Like there was moments where like his a combination of like ball handling and athleticism and like and like pretty easy like pretty easy or he gets a shot off pretty well mm-hmm. um i think that really showed but there's also moments where he was just settling for these ugly deep two step backs that just like, like it was just very questionable shot selection i'm trying to find who, who, was it this it might have been the Spurs. chicago no, uh, chicago chicago yeah yeah okay. yeah chicago uh nine of 17 21 points yeah mm. uh, yeah I, I think I tweeted about this, but I think he's definitely going to be a pretty good, like, he's going to be a second contract guy. Like, someone's going to pick him up, and then, like, as his feel kind of, um, like, catches up to his athleticism, um, and he kind of learns how to balance between, like, getting his pull-up off whenever, and then also, like, getting to the basket. I think he's going to be a really good player. But, yeah, this draft class, man, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah, how it's good it is. Yeah, it's ridiculously good. I, all those players I named off, I would say, like, see, Bamba, DiVincenzo, Herter, Walker, Graham, Robinson, variable bruce brown kind of on the fence diallo probably he's getting better but um mm-hmm. but, like all these guys i'm naming are gonna be like i feel like long mba like long career mba players for the mm-hmm. most part like Definitely. a majority of them and yep. that's and you're getting that after we named 14 guys so like the, almost the entire first round is like really good yep crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any closing closing thoughts? I mean, start wrapping things up. Uh, uh, well, this is an all-time draft. Probably going to end up being one. Obviously, at the top, you have Luca's generational talent. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's just 30 deep. Uh, finding a draft like that is, uh, it feels like it should be like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Um, I, I can't name any off the top of my head that's, that, that's as deep as this one. Um, yeah. But yeah, excellent. Yeah, this was, this is fun. Yeah, it's also crazy. Like, one more thing. This was after the 2017 draft where you have like Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, mm-hmm. um, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo. Like the, that draft class is definitely not as deep. There's also like some, it's pretty heavy on the top in terms of six star power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was like back to back years. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll wrap things up. Thank you for listening to this edition. Hopefully, you know, we'll have another episode next week. Um, yeah, thank you for listening.